Okay, I'm here with Shay and the Cat Skills again, and we're going to talk about um, generative conflict. And I was I was introduced to this word or this term by Shay. So Shay, where did you where did you learn about generative conflict? Um, I am not exactly sure. I want to say perhaps um, I feel like Adrienne Marie Brown is always a good bet for where I hear about these things or Prentice Hemphill. Um, when I think about generative conflict, I think about the five of wands for tarot people out there. Um, yeah. Oh, tell me, can you tell me about five of the five of wands? Well, the five of wands is um, in the traditional Smith Rider weight depiction. It shows like five young people with wands kind of, it looks like they're fighting, but it's more of a kind of, I think about it as sort of locker room energy a little bit, but um, in that depiction, but I think that the energy of the five of wands is like, you know, when everything is sort of smooth and flat, like that can be nice, but also like there's not much happening. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can't see or feel what's going on without a little bit of rub. And so I think generative conflict in the five of wands is about that little bit of rub, you know? I, lo I love that. It's, that's bringing up like Pema Chodron. There's a book that I read of hers, not remembering what the which book it was, but she talks about, um, having a Mortimer in your community. And a Mortimer is someone who's like, oh, I'm just, yes. and, and, and she's like, you need them because without them, you don't have growth. And it's like, you know, it's like the- I think I was that person in my last spiritual community. <laughs> <laughs> Actually. Really? I a love little that. Bit. Yeah. It takes courage, I think, to be a Mortimer. Well, you know, I just want to name, um, I don't know if you've heard of Tema Okun and um, several collaborators put together a piece called Characteristic, Characteristics of White Supremacy Culture, okay. came out in the 90s. And one of the characteristics of white supremacy culture is um, an aversion to conflict, right? And so if you think about sort of institutional spaces, even sort of more casual spaces, um, I think that the white supremacy culture definitely has, you know, because there's an aversion to conflict, it erupts violently in other ways, as we can see in our mm -hmm. culture. Mm -hmm. So learning how to have conflict well is a really important um, step, I think, to relational maturity and cultural maturity, actually. Mm. Yes. Yeah. I, I'm, I love this. And I'm going to sort of give a shout out to nature because nature is like, I mean, nature is teaching us how to be all the time. Uh, like coal, coal turns into a diamond because of pressure or in the caterpillar and the chrysalis, uh, it's insane pressure on, on the caterpillar in order to transform. So we, yeah, it's like, we're, we're we are nature. <laughs> we are nature. We need, yeah. Definitely. Oh, I love this. Any, ah, there were, we had a conversation once, Shay, that I'm just going to bring up of like, when there's conflict between you and a friend, um, there is a popular thing that I used to say, and you talked, we, we talked about this, so I got this from you. Um, when I was young, and maybe still, it's like, are you, I think someone's, some, I think someone's mad at me. And then, I, are you mad at me? And I want to, could you share how you feel about that phrase? And 
Well, I think I said to you, it's kind of the least interesting question um, to engage with. And I also think, you know, we come by the whole fear of, of people's anger. We come by that honestly, probably from our, you know, our childhoods. I also think um, you and me being socialized as white women are, are you know, likability is important to our safety and survival and success. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I feel like it's important to just, you know, understand that like we come by this least interesting question, honestly, but I feel like underneath that question are so many more interest, much more interesting questions to ask, um, than are you, because the only answer to, are you mad at me is yes or no. And then, but so (laughs) it's kind of like, you know, yeah. Yeah. So asking like, um, you know, I feel like there's something going on. Like, can we talk about it? Mm. What's happening for you? Tell me more. I mean, those are, you know, this is what's happening for me mm. asking questions, drawing each other out, you know, um, it's like, I don't, I don't necessarily want someone to be sorry. I want them to be interested in my experience. I want them to be interested in the relationship. Oh my gosh. That's huge. Because sometimes when people say sorry to me in the past, they go, why am I not happy? I mean, this should be it, but it's not it. I think we're taught that sorry is it. And now done. Right. Sorry is like, we're going to avoid conflict by a pre, we're going to have a preemptive apology. That's not even real mm-hmm. and we're like going to avoid conflict, but nobody feels better. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think, I think saying sorry is, is important. And mm-hmm. also, um, I, I actually want to learn more about the relationship in, <sighs> in the conflict. I mean, if we, you know, if we can see conflict mm-hmm. as an opportunity to like, get in there a little bit, like, mm-hmm. why does this rub for you? This is why this rubs for me, because we are bringing our whole history to the relationship. So we can learn about ourselves and each other. Mm-hmm. Again, if it's a relationship that we want to invest that kind of energy in. Right, right. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, that just, uh, it took me to so many places because I think some people who are who who don't know what's who don't see that the relationship is an entity as well in itself. You know what I'm saying? I come together with a person, and how do we talk about this that lives between us? That's so important. It's like it's not just you plus me. It's yes. we have a dynamic yes. that is created between the two of us. Yes. And that's, so just fixing one part of it is not necessary, or even that's even fixing is not even a great frame for it. I, I lo- okay. I, I love that. And I'm trying to lean into that in my life, which is, I, I don't have to fix anything in my life uh, because that puts me in a mindset of lack of, I, I'm not enough and I've got to work to be enough and working to be enough makes me exhausted. It really does. So so I love that you're saying it's not about fixing. I think it is about, um, for me, I'm going to say what it's, I think what it's about right now is revealing, Re- revealing, revealing the underneath, revealing what's going on and, 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 and a deep interest in what is going on in your, in your deep and your underneath and dark and dark is not bad. Dark is beautiful. <laughs> I mean, I'm on your page with that for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
So generative conflict, final, final thoughts on it. I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm thinking about, I love the questions you put out there. I mean, there's, I think going into conflict for me, I think it's really, I love to say, okay, this is the story I'm telling myself. This is, this is what's happening with me. I really want to know what's happening with you. How can we make, are you, re ah, are you ready to have this conversation? Because sometimes people aren't ready. That is so important. I mean, I think that a, that a, a mature and like excavating conversation needs to be consensual. You can't just spring. I mean, you can do anything you want. I don't advise springing conversations like this on people, but like, <laughs> you know, if, if both people aren't consenting to it, not much can get in because mm. these conversations can make us really sensitive and defensive. Yeah. And if we consent to it, that's already a step toward trust building. I mean, I really think that, um, Generative conflict is a great example to me of like, you know, we live in a culture that is so, well, I mean, look around, right, at the culture. It's a mess. And, um, you know, our interpersonal relationships are a place to, at a micro level that we have access to, begin to change culture, right? Mm -hmm. So in this place, in this relationship that I have access to, I can work with my fears around conflict. Mm -hmm. I can work with, you know, revealing more of myself. I can work with practicing curiosity. Mm -hmm. And that becomes a sort of um, subversion of a white supremacist culture that's, you know, is averse to conflict and is all about fixing and productivity. And we can sort of use our relationships as laboratories to disrupt that. There's nothing else to say. That is, that is fabulous. I mean, there's more to say, but that's, that's fabulous for this. Thank you so much. Thanks, Daryl. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. Please follow, rate, and review on iTunes and share with a friend who may be going through a heartache over a friendship lost.